Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah, no Garrett Price, no uh, Mm -hmm. no JJ. Mm Mm-mm. I'm going to have some, I'm have JJ, Jared Jr. Jared Jr. Uh, he's gone. Uh, he's about to have a kid, so he's going to be gone for a while. He's about to have Jared 3. We'll still be uh, self-producing here. Yes. Just like the good old days. We're going to do, do our best. Going back to, like we did it eight and a half years ago. Yep. Crazy we've been doing this podcast that long. Going on <sighs> almost nine years. I had no gray hairs when we started this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I still have my hair, <laughs> to be honest with you. Me too. Bless. Like, yep. mm-hmm. Now, a day goes by where I don't... Uh, I don't think I'm not thankful for that. Yes. Look in the mirror and go. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's already hard enough to look in the mirror. Like there's already <laughs> plenty going wrong there. You know, like I got a, I got a mouthful of saliva. I got ears that stick out. Uh, if I had no hair, 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 ear, all the above, uh, no hair here, I'd be in big trouble. I'd be single. <laughs> My kids wouldn't like me. <laughs> I'd be really good at dynasty even better because I'd spend so much time in it. There is the upside. There is I, li- I like I that you saw it there. You know what? I'm shaving my head. I'm going to be better at Dynasty. <laughs> you the, people, take, the people need it. That's literally taking one for the team. <laughs> so we're back. Uh, we finally got the injury bug upon us oh, uh, to, a great, to a greater degree. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about some injuries, talk about some players we like, uh, our our weekly buy. We'll have a good weekly buy and sell in the Nerd Herd like we do every week as well. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, power through some of these uh, Dynasty fantasy football conversations, shall we? See where we are after we were through, uh, what, week two? Almost twenty percent of the way through the season. Yeah, it's it's creeping up on us already. Um, obviously, not a time to overreact, um, in my opinion. Anyway, a little, little early still, and, and some of these teams are still rounding into form. Not a lot of them had a lot of reps in preseason, so we're seeing some wonky stuff happen week one and week two. Um, but we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get to the bias and we'll figure out. We'll yeah. really we'll get it. If you're zero two. No need to panic. Pump the brakes. We got a long way to go. But before we get into this week's show, let's tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is my favorite app to use for prop, props, 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 and more props. Yep. Uh, you know, if you like over unders, if you want to say, hey, you know, Adam Thielen won't catch a football until quarter four, and you're like, ah, oh, cut, give me a break. I think he'll take, catch one before that. I'm taking the under. <laughs> You know, that's, that's good. You would have lost. Yeah, of course. But it's a good way to get around it. If you want to say, um, hey, Justin Fields is going to throw over 25 passes. You know, of or course, under. they're going to be playing from behind. They have to throw more they passes. They got to, yes. right? They got to give this kid a chance. Right. You, know, you, you would have lost. Yep. But if you're savvy and you know that Justin Fields is going to throw a lot of footballs, if you know that Adam Thielen's not getting any looks until the fourth quarter, <laughs> you have a chance to win up to 10 times your entry that's right that's what price picks is it's the best legal way for to make player props, props. That, so what you do is you go on there two to five players um and you look at the projections just you versus the computer and you get your action in right like if you have like joe mixon on a year over 1200 yards if you took saquon barkley where is that like a thousand yards rushing you took the over you're smashing yeah, right preseason yep those are those are good preseason buys what about these thir- this thursday night Okay, give me one. Mitch Trubisky, 195.5 passing yards. 195 point passing. Is he going to get to that 200-yard mark? I think they're going to throw the football a little bit more this week. Um, 
Uh, the Browns' secondary has been absolutely they've been exploited, lambasted yeah. uh, these last couple of weeks. So I think he could get right around two twenty-five. I know he said he's going to target George Pickens a little bit more, so okay. he wants to get the ball to fourteen. So I would take the over on Mitch Trubisky. All right, another one for Thursday. Uh, we'll go the opposite quarterback. Jacoby Brissett, for these. Jacoby Brissett, one hundred eighty-five point five over. Yeah. Over. I would think I would think they need to, right? I mean, he got in a groove this past week. Him mm-hmm. and Amari Cooper got a really good connection. They didn't even utilize Jonathan Peoples-Jones whatsoever. Still, Kareem Hunt's heavily involved in the passing game. They use uh, Nick Chubb there, too. I think I think there's a chance to go over. That's pretty. That's a pretty solid mark on a Thursday night football. I hate these Thursday night lines. They're, they're, I, just hate th- I just hate Thursday night football. It bothers me. And you can get some weird clunkers. So I understand this line being here. I would think on a normal day, Jacoby Brissett would go over. But I might... I might I might just take the under and, Ooh, and think confliction. And, and think, hey, man, man, the Browns are going to have a stinker after that blown fourth quarter lead and, and really put up a dud. So I feel like it's home game versus their rival. Uh, they were getting booed. Couple, on the, they were getting booed on the way out. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On I, Sunday, I was and they booing, were. I was booing, and, and they the were angry streets. about it. I was very angry. <laughs> Honestly, the most angry I've ever been leaving a Browns game yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Like I was very angry. So if it goes bad, it could start going real bad, real fast. Well, we'll find out, and yep. you can get on there, and you can tell us what you think, or don't even tell us. Tell us prize picks what you think. That's right. And get on there, and you do, if you just like a, like Matt doesn't like Thursday night games, you could take Sunday night games. You could take baseball, basketball. Yeah. MMA, soccer, it doesn't matter. You can mix all of them together at Prize Picks. That's why it's my favorite app to use when I want to get some action in. And all you got to do is right now is use your promo code NERDS. You want to use that promo code NERDS, and they're going to give you 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So they're going to give you free money instantly. Get on there, Prize Picks, fast withdrawals, everything you need. I use it. Matt uses it. Mm. Actually, the whole nerd staff uses it when I can. Get on there, prize picks. Promo code NERD. So let's talk about some of these injuries, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, Justin Herbert comes in. X-rays were negative. He does have some fracture rib cart- fracture uh, to the rib cartilage. We consider him day-to-day. I also heard like he did fracture like a couple of ribs, though. I'm waiting to hear, you know, it's Wednesday when they have to like report on this stuff, right? Um, so I'm waiting to hear exactly what kind of designation he gets and what kind of injury uh, they actually say he had. Obviously, he was able to play through it. You would think, you know, He's going to have another injection and be able to play through this one as well. As long as they don't puncture his lung, he should be good. I mean, obviously, they've got the history. Hopefully, they got rid of that doctor. Michael Myers out there trying to give you the syringe. <laughs> Hopefully, they got rid of that doctor that punctured the uh, Tyrod Taylor's lung. Um, but who knows? Um, but I, I would think he's a, he's a guy that you're just going to fire up this week and start. Might be a little bit less you know, limited. Lower your action. expectations, right? A, a, a hair. But it's it's still Justin Herbert. You probably don't have a better option on your roster, and you're probably just going to have to end up starting. I mean, him. dude, look what he did. I mean, he had uh, he, he could have easily run for that first down. And he just threw the ball in the dirt with like five yards of clearance ahead of him. He only needed a yard. But then right after that, he throws a, a 30, 40-yard right. rope right yeah. down the mile. I mean, a beautiful pass. So we'll see. And usually, no matter what, after three weeks, we've seen this before. We've seen guys maybe like, like... Maybe those painkillers finally found, There you go. Kick them in. Finally kicked in. Good. When you got Steve Spagnuolo, they're coming to slap you in the ribs after the game 85 times in a row. Like, oh, go get him, kid. Uh, you know, th- this happened to Justin Fields last year. It took him about three weeks. It happened mm-hmm. to Tua in 2021 as well. It took him about three weeks. It even happened to Drew, uh, Drew Brees before that as well. And they all took about... Three, two, three weeks to get back to 100%, and they all look fine afterwards. So right. that's going to be a long-term uh, issue there. Jerry Judy, he hurt his shoulder. Uh, we'll see what's going on there. We, we don't know 100%, but that usually the shoulder injury it was, for it a receiver. Was, it was said not to be anything serious. Um, you know, like he's not going to miss time. 
we've seen this plenty of times when dudes like tear their labrum and they say it's not very serious and they, and they have a hard time lifting their arms. So we are going to have to monitor this one, right? And, and see exactly what the extent of this injury is. And a lot of times they can play through it, throw on a harness, something like that. But it, sometimes it does limit the mobility. So um, Jerry Judy, a guy to keep an eye on. Obviously, Cortland Sutton was the guy kind of took off after that injury and 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 got most of the targets. And what do you have to be wary too with these shoulder injuries? Like it's a high injury to like re-injure. Oh yeah, you know with these receivers, R- the way risk they, of the re-injury where they use arms. So I yep. mean, they literally have so. I think it's like a one out of three chance to like re-injure that shoulder when it's hurt. If it's not rested or healed properly, which is hard to do this time of year. You get a, did you get a chance to watch any of that Broncos game? I did. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that offensive performance? It's, I mean, we're going to get into it because we're talking about some Russell Wilson later, but okay. I mean, not good yeah, yeah. at all. I we'll, mean, it seems, we'll dig, we'll dig in a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I've never been a re- big Russ Wilson guy. And honestly, he hasn't been like stupendous these last couple of years. But I mean, he's always just, he's something that's like, I'm, it's like me. Like I'm not for everybody, right? Like I rub a lot of people the wrong way. That's fine. <laughs> it's just me. Russ is just something that like his whole personality and everything just kind of like, just, I don't know what it is about him. It just, I, and like you on the sidelines, like he's sitting there going, Ron, you got to yell, Ron, you got to yell. Pat. Run, it's run like, pass, man. Come on. 96. It's like pipe down nerd. Like <laughs> I, I've been playing football my whole life. You know, like this is peewee football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell me which way to go. To you. Well, the Browns need here hand signals in the back. They have no idea what's going on, so they could play some peewee football. They could use somebody screaming pass. Yeah, uh, they don't know when that guy's street, streaking down the field and no one's covering him. Yeah, I'll never get over that. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. The whole Broncos offense is kind of it just looked out of sorts to me. But we'll we'll get into it a little bit. Um, yeah, we will. Let's move on. Dalton Schultz, he got he hurt his knee. They said it should be a short window. They're hoping like a week or two. Yeah, uh, luckily he avoided the ACL injury. I mean, when I, I watched that one live too, and he jumped and like just crumbled. So I thought immediately to screw up his ACL somewhere. You know, like if it's a non-contact issue, injury, normally that's where my brain goes. But luckily just a PCL injury could just miss one week. This was the kind of the same kind of injury that Zeke played through kind of all last, last year. Last year, yeah. So we'll, we'll see um, if he comes back quickly or not. I hope they don't rush him back and he's just kind of a shell of himself because that would stink. I mean, this, this is his franchise tag year. You hope as a franchise, as as a Cowboys fan, like you hope they don't rush a guy back and he, he's just not effective all year. Hopefully they give him like two weeks and he can actually maybe him and Dak can, can kind of all be coming back together. I mean, it, can we find any more reasons to funnel the ball to CeeDee Lamb? Like for him to get a really good – I know you weren't here last week, yeah. but we did a worry meter on CeeDee Lamb. And I said 10. You're worried you're you're at a ten on, on the yeah. worry meter? Yeah, I was at a ten because and my my the reason I said it was because of just not as a player himself, but where he is ranked overall in dynasty. Yeah. Right. Like we had him as a second tier. I am as like my fourth overall player sure. in startup, right? So like he looked bad that first game. He was dropping passes. He and, that, and that's why I said it yeah. wasn't the fact about his production, it was how he looked physically. Yeah. He looked really bad. So looked a little bit better this past week. No Dalton Schultz. He's always been a guy that dropped passes, like in in the NFL. I didn't see that coming out, you know, from Oklahoma. Obviously, I didn't watch as much. I didn't watch him down in and down out uh, at Oklahoma. Uh, so maybe he always kind of has had that issue. But he's a guy that seems to always kind of flub a pass. And you're like, what the hell is? It? And then he makes spectacular catches, and and he'll most of the time make the routine stuff, but. It does seem to be uh, something that he kind of struggles with yeah. now and again. Noah Brown's leading this team in reception, like right. in yards, right. for two weeks in a row now. I know. Uh, 
for and an it, offense that we thought would be a really good dynasty offense, let, let, like, or fantasy football offense, it's been a massive disappointment. And Noah Brown is a guy that feels like he's been around forever because he came out early from Ohio State when he was 20 and then didn't get drafted to like the sixth round and was kind of just on practice squads and stuff like that. But he's only 25 years old right now. He's not like a guy that's 28, 29 years old at the end of his career. So he's an interesting guy. He's a, he's a guy I've always kept an eye on because I, I, I remember him kind of flashing here and there at Ohio State before he left. Um, but I, I, I guess, do you see him as a guy that is anything for the future or, or no? I know that we had this kind of later on in our notes, but. Yeah, it he looks good. Yeah. Um, I think he looks good under circumstance as well. A team that's been trailing for most of the game, so they're throwing the football. Obviously, all the coverage is going CD's way, and he's right. not really over to produce an error. Dalton Schultz gets her early uh, last week as well, so it helps uh, Noah Brown as well. No Michael Gallup, no but, James Washington. And that's the Jalen thing. Tolbert's uh, been inactive, a- inactive. On the, and, the, the, the first two weeks. And Gallup's a pretty solid receiver in himself, yeah. but he's coming back here within the next two weeks, most likely. Right. So... It's going to be hard-pressed to see. I think Here's the thing. I think Noah Brown's a really nice stash on the bottom of my dynasty roster because I like players that come in and show that they can step up when needed to. Right? right. Like, So when you see these kind of players that come in and are forced in that number one role or number two role, which ends up being the number one role for fantasy purpose, um, that they could produce. And that's what he's shown. And he's young enough, like you said, like that's the kind of player you can stash on your roster that where – Maybe he shows enough this year to get opportunity next year somewhere else. Because and, and that's the thing. I think he's worth a stash. Yeah. I, I don't think once Michael Gallup comes back, once James Washington comes back, he's going to have much of a role. But I, I think he has flashed just a little bit. Uh, a guy that I've always had an eye on and he's done nothing has finally started to do something. So it, it, it kind of just reignites that flame for me anyway. Um, but with Gallup coming back i'm i'm hopeful that the gallop gallop will pull some of the coverage away from cd and kind of take a little bit of the pressure off i think he might be feeling a little bit of the pressure of being the number one option for the first time ever in the cowboys offense and now it's without dak prescott as well so i think he might be pressing a little bit i i'm as far as the worry meter i was worried as well after week one after the week one performance but i just think we have to temper expectations right now especially without dak being there so if he's still performing like this in week eight, it's my my worry meter is going to be at twelve, you know, out of ten. Yeah, I'm I might have cooled down a little bit from that ten, but I'm still. I mean, I would still put a nine. Again, it just goes back to, you know, what did I pay to acquire this player, or mm-hmm. what is his perceived value overall in dynasty? And I've already bumped him down in sure. my rankings. Yeah, um, you know, I've been trying to update my ranks like every five days now, and when I'm looking at Pittman or uh, C Lamb, I'm like, man, I would just rather I would for sure now. Like in a dynasty startup, I would rather just have Stefan Diggs. I would rather have Devontae Adams. And I know you're not getting the youth, but I'm getting at least probably three years of really high production. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Stefan Diggs is going nuts right now. So. Just like he did last year. Right. I mean, he just sees more targets than anybody else in the NFL, essentially. So, and, I, and I'm looking at Michael Pittman Jr., what he's doing, how safe he feels. It just, right now, with that high of a value, perceived value, and I don't look at it as like a, I'm not worried enough where I'm selling my, my CD Lamb shares for nothing. I'm not doing that whatsoever. I, I mean, I know people heard the podcast and are sending me offers for CD Lamb, but there's no price tip there for me. It just goes back to if I was like doing a startup draft, there's now a little bit of worry there with CD Right. A little bit. Right. And I just kind of want to, you wait, can't it, miss there. Like, it was you nothing. You can't take it, him at five overall yeah. 
and then he ends up being third round startup, which is again, it's a really good player, but there's a massive difference there. But there was so much preseason hype and optimism due to the fact that Amari was gone and it was yeah. finally his, his show um, that it, anything less than a top three type of start was going to be kind of a disappointment and a letdown. And to see him drop passes and kind of look bad week one, I think the the floor dropped out on a lot of people. Um, you know, the rug got pulled out from underneath him a little bit. And and I think a lot of people are probably worried. I, I'm going to stick with my, my guns here. I think he's going to recover. Uh, I think it's going to take, unfortunately, until Dak gets back to see it um, fully kind of materialize, especially now that Dalton Schultz is gone and, it's kind of just him and Noah Brown uh, and the running backs that don't look like they're all that explosive and impressive. Uh, so it, the whole offense as a whole there in, in Cowboy land has been rough, I guess. So you would advise to buy the dip if the dip keeps dipping? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would too. Um, I still like the player. But again, it's just yeah. kind of about investment-wise. Now, I only have, I think, out of my – 20 leagues. I think I have two CD lamb shares. Yeah. Uh, I believe I got, I got one out of five. Yeah. So, yeah. But even you're one out of five too. Like he's like your third receiver, right? He is. Yep. So you're, you're in a different somebody, spot. Somebody could argue fourth if you put Pittman above him. Yeah. So there you go. So you're, you're golden alley. Yeah. I, in the league that I have him in, like he's, he's not my number one receiver. Same thing. I have Stefan Diggs in that league, but for dynasty value wise, he was my number one receiver. Going into the yeah. season wise, like if I had to keep one guy in my roster, just one guy, that's the guy I was looking at. So a little bit still worried. I, I I totally get it, man. And like I said, it just it's not just off the st- statistics. If it's just from watching week one as a whole. Like yeah. his route running, his hands, his fire, you know, just you you gotta want it, buddy. You know, don't worry about your girlfriend on your on your cell phone. Like worry about the playbook and get out there making some catches. Uh, another injury you mentioned, Michael Pittman Jr. He's got that quad uh, quadriceps injury. He hopefully comes back this week. I, I would hope so. I mean, he was a, one of those guys that came in middle of last week as the injury, or, or even late. I think it might have been a Thursday injury, and then he was he was scratched pretty late on, on uh, in the week there before kickoff. Um, so Michael Pittman, hopefully, you know, quads not typically as bad as a hamstring injury. So uh, soft tissue. But but it's still, you know, it's still it still can be one of those things that flares back up and, and we'll have to see how this week of practices go. Have you seen any practice reports on him this week? Not yet. Yeah, um I was just kind of like trying to look at the statistics on uh the quadriceps injuries and averages right around two weeks is what you usually miss right around there. He's he's to sustain that like after the game. Well, like, it well it's, practice, it's forceps it? instead of two two, like in your bicep. So you know, a bicep injury one week, you think force you know, quad sep. Get that and double it. <laughs> get, take it and double uh, it, man. It's gotta be at least two weeks, right? Yeah. So I think um about little under half the people missed at least two weeks uh, for the quads, quadriceps injuries, which is, is never good. And we obviously saw nobody step up in his absence. Like, he is a true alpha in the offense. Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell got goose goosed, man. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people put him in their lineup to think he'd be the number one, but that yeah. was, that's not and a good Especially sign. with Alec Pierce missed as well. Yeah. And, and, like, who the hell else do they have to throw the ball to? That's Literally, Naheem Hines had about yeah. 10 points. You know, Jonathan Taylor didn't have a good game because you didn't need to. Matt Ryan looked, her- looked horrific. So yeah. it kind of go- goes back to our point about Michael Pittman. And we we talked last year, like, Michael Pittman was a huge buy for us. We talked about him in the offseason. We talked about him at the end of the year for how he, how he dominated in that playoff game. And it just goes to show you, like, those are the kind of players that you want on your roster, right? Like, the Michael straw. Pittman's alpha. That stirs the drink there, apparently. He, 
you know, the, the focus goes to Jonathan Taylor, but like the long-term play there is going to be Michael Pittman Jr. Absolutely. So yeah. if you're looking for the next Mike Evans, a guy that could be that wide receiver one consistently, where it's it's not always big and it's flashy, but for eight years straight to have potentially a wide receiver one. It's huge. I mean, he came out, I mean, guns a-blazing that first week, 27, 28 points yeah. in, in PPR leagues. So, I don't think, yeah. Until they draft somebody else, that's going to be... That's, They've already got Alec Pierce. What do you mean? I mean, like, it's, you know what I mean? Sure, they do have Alec Pierce. Yeah. They're in the second round. So, Michael Pittman Jr., like, so who would you rather have? We asked this question last week. Michael Pittman Jr. or CeeDee Lamb? <sighs> Dynasty. Not, no, like, not, no I know? totally get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, usually, I like to think as if I don't have the, but I have both those players on one team. Yeah, <laughs> so, but it should be easier for you though. So you should. have to get rid of one. Like you, so you, yeah. you know, the players, like, you yeah, know, yeah, the production yeah. week in, week out, say it was a, a rule five draft and sure. you can only keep, I can one only, I can only protect one of those, protect two. one of those guys. Who are you protecting? I, I love the fact that CD lamb is, you know, he's with a quarterback that's much younger. Unfortunately, he's been coming up a little bit lame lately as far as injuries. It hasn't been that sweet for the last two years, to be honest with you. Um, but Matt Ryan's old, man. He's oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that he's, got a, he's got a foot and three toes in the grave. Yeah, from I mean, a fantasy perspective, thirty-seven or thirty-eight. He's thirty-nine. Is he really? Okay, well he's up there. And he, either way, regardless, he's got a few years left, and that's it. Um, At life, <laughs> football life. <laughs> I'm I'm leaning towards Ceedee Lamb still. You're still leaning Ceedee. I am, but it's very close. I mean, razor thin. Yeah. Right? See, I think it wasn't startup is how I look at everything. Like it's how I look at perceived value, and they're yeah. both looking me in the face. I think I would take Michael Pittman Jr. by hair. Just because, again, force production, right? Like, he's going to get all the targets. He's going to be the number one look every single time. You could say the same thing about CeeDee Lamb, though. Well, Michael Gallup's there. Yeah, but Alec Pierce is there. And You know what I mean? And Paris Campbell's there. And Paris Campbell might not be there next year. He's on the last year of his deal. And Alec Pierce, yes, he's there. But right now, he's more of just a, a, a you know, go-route, deep-throw kind of guy. Showed a little bit more in preseason with his mm-hmm. route running. But... Not enough. I have. I at least I haven't seen it yet with Michael right. Gallup. So splitting hairs. There's no wrong answer. Here. No, you know what I mean, like you're you're, ha- you're happy. Well, there is. Both. There is one of one of one of them is going to One of them is going to be better. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's a wrong. <laughs> there right. is a wrong, answer. a wrong answer. I might have just made it. Um, there is going to be a wrong answer there. Uh, okay. So we'll see. So you take CD. I take Michael Pittman, and that's today. And maybe. Maybe I'd be looking a full a couple weeks down the road because you're overreacting, right. but and that's what I'm trying not to do uh, I, in in making that pick as well. I was talking about it as Jared, but like, I really like I really like Michael Pittman though as well. So it's hard. Yeah. To, it's really hard. Like um, when it comes down to week one and week two and early in the season, you don't want. I said this on the podcast too. And I was like, you don't want to overreact, but you do want to be the first to react, right? Like you don't want to get caught holding the bag and be left behind or lose, say, perceived value while you have it, right? And it, and it goes both ways from buying and selling. That's the game of Dynasty. Draw. draw. <laughs> yeah. Draw. You don't want to be the last one drawing, man. No. <laughs> and then, I mean, and that's that's this game in a nutshell, right? Like, right. The, what we focus on here at the podcast, too, like, you know, there's a lot of shows that do a lot of things well, like analytics, uh, you know, breakout age, all that stuff. You know, we really do try to focus on who to draft, who to buy, who to sell. Who to sell. That's yep. our motto. That's our structure here at Dynasty Nerds. That's what we do. Who to draft, who to buy, who to sell. And and really when. All the, you know what I mean? When to buy, buy, trade, all that kind of stuff. It's all those windows, yeah. right? Like it's, it's about hitting that window at the right time because if you don't, you can see, just like the stock market, such a massive swing in your mm-hmm. wins and losses. Yep. And 
you're going to take your L's, but you're also going to take your wins. And you're just trying to stack up those wins more than the L's. And, you know, we will have our L's. We always will. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy to think that we have way more W's than we have L's. And that's how you build a long-term winning dynasty team. It's why we, you know, eight years ago, we came out with hashtag two to three-year window. Absolutely. You know, now a lot of people look at their dynasty teams in that window, but we've been talking hashtag two to three-year window for nine years now. Long time. Yep. So, and and to, the, to that point, before you move on, the worst thing you can do is if you do make a bad trade and take an L is just stop trading and stop doing any of that. Cause I've seen that kind of stuff in some of our oh, leagues yeah. before and you're never going to get anywhere doing that. I mean, like don't let one bad, one bad trade sour it for you. You know what I mean? You got to go, you got to jump right back on that horse and go make another trade. And as long as you keep doing that in the long term you're eventually going to start winning those and it's eventually going to turn around. And that's how you kind of build a huge successful dynasty team for the long run. I've given first for players that flamed out. Yep. And then I've given first in drafts in the second round for Michael Pittman jr. I've, I've given second round picks on flyer guys that absolutely hundred percent did not work out. But then I've gone back and I've take, I've given a fourth round draft pick for an, another tight end that, worked out and boomed and it was great. You know what I mean? Like you got to be able to do both of those things and kind of just right off the bad and celebrate the good. What could be an overpaid today, yeah. an uh, overpaid day could be an underpaid tomorrow. Absolutely. So we try to live by those models. Other injuries on the news here, uh, Alvin Kamara cracking his rib cartilage. He hasn't looked that great so far. It's a little bit worse for a running back when you, a when you got, worse. when you got uh, cracked ribs, um, uh, cartilage, whatnot, a little bit harder to juke and, and move the way you need to for that position. So I think we're probably going to see him shut down for a couple of weeks, I would imagine, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he didn't play last week, so we've, yeah. we've imagined he'd be shut down this week too, which makes it Mark Ingram uh, as, a, as a number one there. Um, I think it cruises uh, Taysom Hill's usage a little bit more there too. But obviously we see with the air yards here, we'll talk about them later, like you know, for Alave, for Jarvis Landry. And I loved all the, all the memes of Jameis. Screw it. Alave's down there somewhere. I, I, just, I saw those today. <laughs> I saw those eggs. I was, I was doing some Alave uh, uh, research today, just like diving a little bit deeper into him. And that's, I came across like eight of those memes, like, screw it. Yep, Alave's down there somewhere. You're like, yeah. Because yeah. he had what? I have I have the notes in here somewhere. We'll find it. But the air yards he had were absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. He missed a couple. And then he finally comes down with one. He, what, he fumbles it. Uh-huh. But um, rough, a little bit of a rough day. So it boosts all those, all three of those guys. They're all happy and pretty productive so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, but we're seeing the, you know, Kamara chinking the armor a guy who's been historically the next Al- Alvin, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Dalvin cook. Hasn't looked that great. Like right. some of these guys that, you know, the age number Derrick Henry hasn't looked good. Yeah, I've been telling you to sell him forever. I mean, uh, honestly, <laughs> you mean, the carries have finally caught up to that guy. I can't believe guys didn't know that. They look as good at the end of last year as well. Uh, right. At the very tip of the end. But yeah, I mean, we, the, he hit that fifteen hundred carry mark, and that's historically bad. He hasn't looked that good. Hasn't looked as explosive. Dalvin Cook hasn't looked as good. Alvin Kamara, like the you know, that's true. Zeke Elliott, like the 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 uh, chart symbol is pointing down, like way down. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, it's under my toes. <laughs> Tickles, doesn't it? Ooh, it's a little <laughs> fluttering, <laughs> butterfly kisses. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, Alvin Kamara is probably gonna miss a couple weeks. Talked about Michael Pittman Jr. Damian Harris has a leg issue, but he said he was fine after the game. He looked okay. I didn't see anything on that injury, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, it seems like that's a pretty much a non-issue. The, the, they, you know, they lose Ty Montgomery, so sure. we were hoping. You, we were hoping, if you were hoping, that Ramondre Stevenson would kind of fall into that role, that pass catch role. He did. He saw a little bit 
more of a snap count there. Right. But it looks like it's a 50-50 uh, split there. It does look very split up. Um, both guys are productive enough that you can put them in your lineup and not expect huge numbers, but expect decently good numbers in PPR formats. I mean, 13, you know, double digits anyway, mm-hmm. uh, both from both of them. Uh, James Conner's got an ankle injury, not too serious of what he says. Uh, but I think the biggest news out there, which you want to take away, we thought Eno Benjamin would be the clear backup. Looks like Daryl Williams is the backup. Yeah, Daryl Williams came in and, and performed really well. They still got Eno Benjamin in, more involved than he was before, um, like previously last year, obviously. Passing downs. But he's a passing down guy. I think that's how kind of how they see him and how he's going to be used. But you definitely want to check your waiver wire for Daryl Williams, see if he's available, because he's a great stash to have on your roster. He did look pretty good. He, I mean, he looked good when he got opportunities with Kansas City as well. So he's a guy yeah. that knows – he's a professional running back. How about that? He can get the job done. I'll take that. You yeah. get the paycheck, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lo- I'm loving that. Some guys some guys earn their paycheck. I think he earns his paycheck. Other people just collect a paycheck. Uh, I think he earns it. That's fair. You see a lot of people that are just yeah. collecting. Yep. Um, Hunter Renfro's got a concussion. We'll see how long he's out monitoring that situation. Uh, what uh, – <laughs> What was with the uh, targets for Devontae Adams last week? I have no idea. Starts the game off hot, scores a touchdown. Yeah. He's in there. You're like, oh, it's going to be one of those games for Devontae. And then. Was it seven targets or something that he got and ended up with or something? That whole game just kind of like just was, fell apart. Yeah, it was like, very. Completely big. fell apart. Like it started off real hot. And yeah. like, like like most opening drives or scripts like to come sure, out, you sure. know, guns a blazing. Yep. And after that, it was just. Doo-doo, nothing. Doo-doo I mean, he butter. saw nothing. Yeah, it was like literally nothing after that. When I saw it, when I saw the statistics, it was insane. Like, because I was I was watching Red Zone Channel, and I was you know I was I was a little bit distracted at times. So I did, I figured I just missed something from him, but no. then I went and, and looked at the stats. It, it was it was crazy. I was I have so I have, I have a lot of Devontae Adams shares, and I was like I saw he scores this touchdown. I see the opening touchdown look good, even though it was short. Um, I'm like, yeah, it's to be one of those games. And same, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm on the Red Zone channel. I'm uh, still furious over the Browns game, so I'm kind of, like, not in the greatest mood. Right. Uh, I went to the game, so I got home late, a little bit later. Uh, I had to stop in the middle of the street and scream. Uh, <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, I, I had my kids with me, and I was I yelled pro, uh, profanities. Uh, my kids have to learn. There was a lot of people. The there, there was a lot of people downtown. I was at, I was at the, the Guardians game in a suite watching football, watching baseball and watching the red zone. It was amazing. Uh, but there were both games let out at the exact same time. I was, I was in gridlock for like 20, 20 minutes, half hour after, after the game. Oh, was see, over. I, I've, been, I've been going down there so long at the VIP parking where I know exactly where to park to get in and out. There's, there's no way to get out from where you are from, from, from the, the guardian, from the Indians, from the, yeah, yeah from, from, from the, the Indians yep. uh, game. There's no way. Cause they direct you. You have to go like all the way around the stadium and then you're just in the mess, but I have a spot for you there. I do have an Indian spot too. Mm, all right. I, we'll talk later. Well, I'll tell you because I'm prospect <laughs> same thing money from where you live to where I live. You have the game takes five minutes to walk to your car. You're in your driveway in 30 minutes. My wife gets parking passes for her work. Don't at I, the stadium. Would you rather pay 20 bucks? I paid nothing. Be, I paid no bucks. I would you rather pay 20 <laughs> bucks and not be in gridlock and be home in 30 minutes or sit in traffic for an hour? Pay no bucks and just sit in the traffic. I'll be fine. <laughs> just wanted to give you a race. <laughs> um, what else do we have on here? Hunter Henfro, concussion, minor on that. Hunter Renfro. Yep. Mike, Mike Evans. It was, it, was, it was seven targets, by the way. I, I, I wanted to go look it up, but it was seven targets. Maybe you should time. catch six of those. He only caught two for 12. I am uh, very aware. Like I said, a lot of shares. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Mike Evans suspended one game because him and uh, Marshawn Lattimore hate each other. <laughs> they which really, is fine. They really do. That's fine. They, they generally hate each other. Terry Davis Price, high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Is there any team in the NFL 
that injures their running backs more than the San Francisco 49ers. They just they light them on fire. They just burn through them. Man, it's insane. <laughs> it is literally every year. Week yeah. one, start running back out. Yep. Ever, for what, the last three years? It, it seems like it has. Remember when Jarek McKinnon was to be awesome there? I sure do. I'm sure the listeners do if you listen to the show. He didn't even make now. it to the season. No. That was preseason injury, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, both years. <laughs> like, oh, okay, this year's the year. They get hurt again. Um, so, Terry Davis Price is out. I mean, not like you're listen, uh, missing much there. So, Mason comes in. They, they, they signed Marlon Mack to the active I was, roster. I was today. just about to say that. I think Marlon Mack's probably going to be the guy that's directly backing up um, Jeff, Wilson. Jeff Wilson at this point. Because the other guy's an undrafted free agent. I mean, we've seen him come out of nowhere, especially in this, uh, this offense here. So, worth a shot on uh, – what was his name? Uh, Marlon Mack? No, the other guy. The undrafted Mason? free agent, Mason. Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I can remember. Not um, worth a shot. I mean, not not worth a shot? I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, I guess any San Francisco. You know what? Any San Francisco yeah, running back. What, what happens when Jeff Wilson injures himself this week? Okay, let me, let me reframe that. You want him on your roster. Yeah. But, like, he's a, he's, he's a first, second down kind of guy. Just, you know, he's... He's not going to score you a lot of points, I don't believe. But you never know what's happening. You never know, man. Uh, they they get somebody that kind of catches fire, and they could just run with him. I think Jeff Wilson being there with Jimmy Garoppolo back, who we're going to get here in a second, uh, Trey Lance, is like really good news, too. I think he has a chance to be a nice, solid running back, too, here for next six weeks till Elijah gets back. I absolutely do uh, think that as well. I had Elijah Moore last year, and heading into the playoffs, I went and backed him up with, with uh, Jeff Wilson. I think I gave a third-round draft pick in, in 2020. 2022 this past draft to get Jeff Wilson just for my playoff run. And now it's paying dividends now uh, mm -hmm. in, in this, in this current year. So uh, hopefully some, some other people that had Elijah Moore has already, have already made that step as well and, and made that move um, because it's, it's seamless. You just, I mean, if you, if you, if you need a guy, luckily he was my, my running back three anyway, so I haven't had to use him, but uh, Jeff Wilson, at least he's going to be usable for the next few weeks. And then, obviously, the biggest news of the week is Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. uh, had that ankle injury. It was not good. I know he had some ligament damage as well. Uh, yeah. His ankle, was, his foot was facing the other way. So, he had an ankle fracture, dislocation, and he's out for the year. Luckily, um, it was not a compound fracture. Very lucky. Um, apparently, that's what happened to Dak. So, it's a little bit it's a little bit better than what happened to Dak, but not like not like leaves and violence. It's still pretty So, bad. that's good news because... You, you do rely on Trey Lance's mobility. So the compound fracture, like we saw at Dak, I mean, his yards per carry went down drastically after that compound fracture. Sure. The terrible news here is this was a year that Trey Lance had to come in, which I know on this podcast, you know, we told everybody before the season in the summer to sell Trey Lance, like as quick as possible. You know, I had an inside source in the locker room. You know, this player said, you know, Trey Lance isn't it. Um, but at the same time, this that has nothing to do with him getting hurt, right? right? Correct. The biggest problem here is this was supposed to be a year to kind of get back to football. Get back to football. For He's him. played one year of football since twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's been a long time, dude. Five years. Five years. Uh, he did not look good throwing the football in the games he's played so far. Mm. Preseason, regular season. He's looked rough. It's 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 not looking good for your Trey Lance shares. No. I mean, how like. Do they bring Jimmy Garoppolo back again next year? That this is this is um, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? Because they're they still don't have first round draft picks for another year, right? They don't have twenty twenty three, right? They didn't have twenty twenty two, and they they, they use twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three, right? So yeah. they still don't have a first round draft pick next year. Um, 
which, yeah, you're, you're stuck with him. I mean, you're going to have to try to work out a deal with Jimmy G, I think. And now you're going to be, now you're going to be playing the game where you're right at the end of Trey Lance's deal by the time he's back and like healthy and ready to go. You know what I mean? Like he needs next year to figure it out. Like, you, you're you're in a win now window. You have a quarterback who's, a play, who's played one year of football in five years. Uh, besides that one year where he looked good, yeah, the one year, uh, and still mostly looked really good running the ball, big arm, but his accuracy accuracy issues were an issue. To try and figure it out in his championship window, like it's it seems like round peg square hole type of type of fit for me. You know what I mean? Like trying to get this guy to work on this team. This team needs like a Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the last, you know what I mean? Like that's what they, that's what this team needs in order to compete and win. But instead they're going with this unproven guy that, I mean, very unproven and just doesn't have it, what it, it doesn't look like he has the physical tools to They'll do. They'll probably sign a guy like one of these guys that has a chance to come in and kind of somewhat compete like a Sam Darnold, a Mitch Trubisky, a Baker Mayfield. Those are all, those are all horrible. I mean, that's like, Oh yeah, it's not good. No, that's uh, dude. That's exactly what they don't need. They need, they need a Derek Carr. They need, they need somebody that's established and just can come in and run the, there's nobody even available though. Yeah, that's true. So who, I mean, crazier things have happened. Matthew Stafford getting moved. You know what I mean? Like, they could make a, a big plow, but what are they going to use as as their trade? Exactly, it, it's not much out yeah. there. And maybe somebody like maybe some Vikings move on for Kirk Cousins. Uh, Ryan Tannehill might get moved on from after this year, so he's somebody could probably come in and that's probably a good comp to have around a guy like Trey Lance for like tutelage and if you yeah. need somebody uh, Tannehill. But that, not, who cares about San Francisco, right? Like their long term future. They they made their bed. Uh, they're gonna, sleeping in. They're going to lie in it. Yep. From a dynasty perspective, let's look at it from a super flex perspective. There is still Trey Lance truthers out there regardless. 100%. Yep. I think I think as an owner, if you have Trey Lance on your roster, you should find that person. Would you take what would you take a 23 first? 100%. Smash accept. And super flex. Yep. Oh, I would too. <laughs> I would be looking to get out from underneath that. It doesn't a, matter where it is. In right? a heartbeat. Does not matter. Yeah. Hundred percent, one twenty three first. I mean, this is the same thing when I had when I had Jordan Love on my team, and I got him for a second round draft pick. So this was a get him late, flip him for something earlier type of thing. Second, Aaron Rodgers was talking about retiring whenever it was. Sold him to the first person that would give me a first round draft pick. I didn't care where it was at, just get him off my roster. You got first, right? I got a first round draft pick for him, and I feel the exact same way about Trey Lance. Bail, you know what I mean? I'm hitting, I'm hitting the eject button. And that is also the accept button on any first-round draft pick uh, trade-off. So it doesn't matter what cow's around you, grab that teat and Absolutely start milking. Absolutely milk it. Yeah. Um, Get him off your roster. I'm with you, too. I would take, if I had Trey Lance, which I don't, on any single roster I have, I would take any 23 first. There's, just, there's nothing that I can hang my hat on and feel good about. You know what I mean? Nothing. Now he's injured. Yeah. And, and who knows what his, the one thing that he was good at, who knows how effective he's going to be at that. He has looked. He doesn't. He, he hasn't shown me anything that looks like NFL quarterbacking, um, from a throwing standpoint. Which is, and if he's not going to be able to run as effectively, I, it just it torpedoes his whole value. Okay, let's dive in uh, some uh, burning questions, shall we? Ooh, burning! Uh, probably one of the hottest names right now across your timeline in the dynasty community. Somebody who's seen a massive spike uh, is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown mm-hmm. coming in. 
right now, do you, do you view him as a top 15 dynasty receiver right now? Because over the last eight games, um, he's got more catches. He's averaging 98 and a half yards a game. He's av- uh, on average. He's got eight total touchdowns. Coming in with a target share of last week, 32 and a half, uh, 35.3%. Week one, 32.4%. In his games this year, uh, we saw going back to like week 12 last year, he's seen at least 31% of the target shares. So he comes in here. He's been he's been a top seven wide receiver one, two, three, four, five, six times uh, going back to last year as well since week 12. Where where do you look with Amon at Amon Ross St. Brown? Because he's even got a couple carries, two carries for 68 yards. Mm-hmm. He's seen a massive spike in value. Uh, a lot of people are going to view him as a, probably a top. Do you let's start here? Let's start at the low end. Do you view him as a top 15 dynasty startup wide receiver? Um I it's very close. How about that? Uh-huh. I so I, I think I I think yes is the correct answer. Agreed. Um and if I had to put him somewhere, it would be right around fifteen 15. or sixteen or yeah. seventeen or fourteen, maybe if I was if I was feeling froggy. Um, you know what I mean? So it's not like he it's not like a heck yeah, he's definitely a top fifteen guy. I, I have him at six. You know what I mean? Like it's not like that. It it's somewhere right around twelve to eighteen in that range. And that's a great place to be, especially for a guy that's a former fourth round draft pick. But here, here's here's the only reason I'm not like, oh heck yeah. I mean, it's last year, last year the end of the year's production was wonky and kind of a little bit deceiving when you just look at the numbers because if you remember, no one else was there to catch passes. It was literally just him. Nobody. Um, and now he's now he's done everything right. I mean, the hype train was already kind of going in the off season, so I don't think there was ever like a a, a big time buying window or anything for Amon Ron St. Brown before he did all what he, you know, and it, it would, you'd have to go back to midway through last year to go find a buying window for this guy. Um, but this, I mean, this year, great start. I mean, this is super. I don't want to overreact to two weeks either way, you know, good or bad. And you talked about you got to be the first one to draw, right? I mean, you got to be the first one to move sometimes, but you don't want to overreact. This feels like one of those things. If you go out and try to trade for him right now, the price is going to be through the roof. You've you're you, paying premium. Value. You already got outdrawn, so let's not overreact. You know what I mean, and go overpay for a guy. Here, my worry with Amon Saint, Amon Ross Saint Brown is this, and it's not. It's I have no concern about being a wide receiver too for a while. I actually like what the Lions are doing here on offense. Yeah. Uh, looks very creative. The new offensive coordinators look really good. Jared Goff is putting together very four, solid four games touchdowns here. this past week. Yeah, or, so he, the, the I'm a very good offensive yeah. line, which makes literally a world of difference for any player. What I'm concerned about with Amon Ross St. Brown is what happens when Jamison Williams comes back. Yep. And he'll still be eased into it, but they gave up a lot. for. I mean, you got to remember, they moved from like 31 to 12 to get Jamison Williams. They gave up a lot to get yeah. him. Uh, he's a dynamic receiver. I expect T.J. Hawkinson to get a little bit better <laughs> in this offense, I hope. DeAndre Swift is still very valid in the passing game. When his offense really starts to gel and open up together, and definitely bring a guy in like Jamison Williams, that target share is not always going to be at 30%. So, yeah, he's wide receiver like four overall right now. And I think he ended the year as wide receiver two last year, if you take from week 12 on yeah. as well. So he's been highly productive uh, when putting 
put in this situation. It kind of goes back to like our Noah Brown talk, right? Like I love to see a player that's when he's put in that role, like the number one guy, like he's going to produce well, this is like Noah Brown on like, on like steroids. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this is Choose him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Barry Bonds here uh, running routes <laughs> and he's looking really good doing it. I'm just, I'm, I want to like take it back just a little bit because when Jameson comes back, he's so dynamic and explosive himself. Uh, and I think it's opened up a little bit more. Even for a guy like DeAndre Swift who could get a little bit more action in the passing game. I, I feel like that should come back a little bit, but he's looked so damn good. And that was another thing. DeAndre Swift, he wasn't used as much in this game due to the, due to the ankle injury. Um, so he didn't get a lot of run where he would normally would. Hence why we saw 3% more uh, target share for Amon. Exactly. So I, I think some of these numbers are getting a little bit inflated due to the fact that, I mean, there isn't a lot of other options, and, and the, the good options that are there, DeAndre Swift was injured. TJ Hawkinson, I'm not sure what the hell that guy is at this point. I know we kind of talked about that in the offseason a little bit, and to a man, I think we all kind of went, eh, he's kind of fading into the top 8 to to. 15 range. The realm you don't want to be in. Exactly. The realm you don't want to be in as a tight end. So he's still 25, which is... He's young, and he, and, but he's not an explosive guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he just doesn't look explosive on the field, and he doesn't pass the eyeball test for me anymore. He's a guy that needs, a, I think, a lot of volume, and I'm not sure he's going to get it, because I think now there's better options on the team. Um, he's he's in a world of uh, trouble from where we initially had him. He's yeah, going to fall... Yeah. But you do hope he can turn into uh, uh what's his face for the Cowboys that retired? Yeah, uh, uh, Jason Witten type of guy. Jason Witten. Yeah, that's. I mean, really sure hands, athletic enough. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, your biggest hope is that when Jameson comes back, all these guys can open up the middle for T.J. Hawkinson. That would be the hope. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm on getting back to I'm on around St. Brown because he is a better option. Um, I just I'm not sure this is going to be able to sustain. I think he's a really good player. I think if you drafted him, you know he was a fourth round draft pick. You probably got him in the second or third round of your your rookie draft, and you're it's paying huge dividends. You know what I mean? Like this is great. I wouldn't go and sell him because I think he's going to be able to maintain really good numbers. I don't know that he's in the top twelve elite status yet. If he keeps performing, and even when Jamison Williams comes back, if he somehow shelves him, then he. He's hit it. You know what I mean? Then he's in the top 10 if he somehow pushes Jamison Williams. But I want to see that, and I want to see him do it over a longer period of time with all the options yeah, available. Yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to see him with all the other options. Yep. But he's looked really good. His he route running, his really hands, good. he's yep. looked damn good. Would you, if you have Amon Ross St. Brown on your roster, and this doesn't matter if you're a contender, you're rebuilding because he fits all those models, right? Would you see if you can get two first for Amon Ross St. Brown, or would you rather just hold? Would you test the waters? Because the hype train's so hot right now. He's wide receiver four overall, coming off two massive weeks because of target share. I think it depends on where I'm at in a rebuild. If if I know that I, I'm if I'm like just starting it off and he's my piece, then maybe. You know what I mean? Um, if if I don't have a lot of other good pieces and I need something to get a, get a rebuild jump started. And you likely just used like a like I said like a second or third round draft pick on a guy, and you could turn him over and, and flip him for two first round draft picks in a really good draft coming up next year. I think I'd be tempted by that. Um, I know that you are hoping to get a guy like him with you know with with one of those picks, and you got to cross your fingers. But if you do, if you hit and you get a, a, a wide receiver or two good wide receivers, now you're now you're kind of springboarded. 
and you're kind of moving in the right direction. So if that is probably the only way I would sell him. Um, if I'm a contender, no, I'm just going to gobble up all these points and love it week in and week out um, okay. personally. Yeah, I mean, if you're a contender, it's always hard to sell anybody. Definitely somebody young, yep. uh, as young as I'm on. You, you, you'd rather just risk it mm-hmm. uh, and hold on. Because like you said, you mostly, if you listen to this show, you probably took Amon Ross and Brain. I'm on Ross St. Brown high in the second round because that's where we had him ranked. Um, so, for yeah, you might as well just hold on to that because your, your loss value isn't that great. Mm-hmm. And again, you're always trying to still win the ship. Uh, other news here that we want to talk about, guys, burning questions. How far – I wish Garrett was here. How far down does <laughs> Cole, Cole Komet and Darnell, Movie, Darnell Mooney move in your ranks with the offense clearly focusing on the run and almost forgetting to pass altogether? I mean, Justin Fields was throwing the ball just 17 times and 14 times in his two games uh, in, in the in his first two games of the season. I mean, they're even when they're trailing by a lot, I know they've had some inclement weather these first couple of weeks, but even when they're down multiple scores – they're like the lowest thrown football team by a large margin. Um, well under 40, I think they're under like 46% somewhere around there uh, in the passing game right now. We're concerned. I mean, Cole Komet has got nothing going whatsoever. Darnell Mooney, I know you and I were a little bit lower than the other guys on right. the show. Um, we think he's like a really good number two wide receiver. I do, yep. I don't think, I'm not going to move Darnell Mooney much either way in my ranks because like, like, like you just said, um, I, I didn't have them super high to begin with. And I, and I don't think uh, a two game stretch where they're not really passing the ball much is going to change that. I think they are going to have to eventually open up this offense a little bit more. I think new offensive coordinator, I think they're trying to run the air out of the ball, make things simple um, and, and kind of get, get um, Justin Fields a little bit of confidence. This is how a lot of NFL teams used to bring in quarterbacks. They used to run the snot out of the ball and just keep running the snot out of the ball and try to play good defense behind him and get the guy some confidence and some easy throws and eventually add add a little bit more and then add a little bit more and then add a little bit more. So I'm, I, I think it's a formula that can work to get a guy some confidence and kind of build them up. It's what they did with like Big Ben, for instance, his, his rookie year. And, and they eventually – they keep putting things in that the quarterback does well. They pull out the things that are, are clunkers and kind of stink. But it's 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 uh, you know it's a very small sample size week in and week out, so it can be a very long kind of process to get things get things worked in and, and kind of open things up a little bit. But I think by the end of the year, this is going to look like a much different offense than it does right now. Uh, I guess is my point. So I'm not I'm not going to move either one of these guys terribly far. I think I think Cole Komet gets a bump down a little bit for this year because we had some hopes for him right going in that he could have been one of these guys that that's going to be a target monster and kind of on, on, on volume alone, he was going to get in that top seven, eight conversation where now it doesn't look like the volume's there for really anybody. So um, I think for where he plays a tight end, I think there's still a lot of room for that to come along. He hasn't seen it yet. I do. I'm with you. I think there's, I do expect this offense to kind of open up a little bit more here in the coming weeks. I think the weather has played a factor here. Uh, and game conditions have, you know, as a whole, uh, or the sand in the field is played a little bit into as well. So I'm buying a Cole Komet dip if it's there. Uh, cause I do think there, he has a good chance for that target share, which is all I covet for our uh, tight ends, but that's it before we go into our next guy, which is gonna have a big, uh, breakdown. Cause I have no idea where we're at in time. Let me tell you about our guys, our friends at prediction strike. Do you wish you had stock in a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown before, you know, week 12 of last year, yes. you could have bought that dip and you'd have bought him. I and mean, he's probably going for like 30 cents or whatnot on the dollar. 
And now that he's coming in, he's have a high end production here, week in and week out. That that, that you probably would have quadrupled. Qu- you know, qu- what's eight times your money? Um, I, 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 I doubled. I, I I don't know something with an ock in it. Ock double. <laughs> it's definitely not ock doubled. You ock double. I, I love that new word. Yeah, you have probably ock doubled your money. Uh, and you can do that over at, with our friends at Prediction Strike. That they can make that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can get even closer to the game. Don't just draft your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply visit predictionstrike.com or download their app on the App Store to create an account. Then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players. You look just like you would for the real stocks. The value of the players will change based upon game performances as well as whether or other users are buying or selling those shares of those athletes. You can trade your shares or players anytime, anytime. as long as the player is currently in a game. Use isn't a, currently in a game. Isn't currently in a game. Yep. Use the prom, promo code DYNASTY right now, and you can receive a free share of a player, and maybe it's of somebody that's going to come in and quad octuple your money. Exactly. So predictionstrike.com. Easy for Use the app. Um, like we said, right before the season, we're like, hey, invest in Michael Pittman. And if you did, you would have quadrupled your money at this point. Right. So check him out. Octubled. Where are we on time? 52 or something like that. Oh my God. The show's almost over. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So we have, uh, obviously we have to carry a lot of these over to our nerd show. So before we get into this last guy, we'll talk about him. I want to give you my sleeper buy or sell the week. Uh, It's presented by sleeper sleeper. As you know, the number one hosting platform for fantasy football and dynasty leagues. They sponsor this segment and, of course, you can find the Dynasty Nerds podcast on the Sleeper app. If you're in a Dynasty League, you swipe over, you hit the podcast button. You got to be in a Dynasty League to see it. Dynasty Nerds will be on there. You get your your podcast there every single week. Matt, my, my buy or sell this week is actually a sell. Um, and that is Damian Pierce. Mm. Now, what I like about the sell this week, this is, a, this is a week two sell, is he came out this week. Got 69 year, yards and got the 15 hey. carries. And what's crazy is my buy last week. How many week, yards? 69, Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. My buy last week was Rex Burkhead. He okay. comes out and does anything. So yeah. uh, now I'm coming in and saying sell Damian Pierce. He comes in, saw a majority of the snaps. He was clearly the early down uh, running back there with Rex Burkhead not getting a single carry on early downs. Now And they made it a point to say, hey, we're going to get this guy more involved in between week one and two. And they did. Yep. And you know he played... a. Pierce played a couple, uh, th- you know, snaps on third downs, but they're all short yardage usage there. And what's really, but the reason I want to say sell uh, Damian Pierce is right now, you know, with people are frantic in, about some of the running back situations. Oh, Alvin yeah. Kamara is down. Dalvin yeah. Cook's not looking down. Elijah Mitchell's out. Already in week two, people are going to need running backs. Damian Pierce is a rookie running back with a hot name, right? Like Damian Pierce. He's a starter in Houston. He's young. But my concern with Damian Pierce is that, um, this is a team that's going to be most likely find themselves in more passing down situations than not, which is going to take Damian Pierce off the field. Um, Damian Pierce is still a day three draft pick. So the odds of him having long-term success are still slim because if they see anything in the draft come up, they have a lot of draft picks coming up in a super deep running back class mm-hmm. on a team that's honestly on the rise. Uh, I can easily see them drafting a quarter, like a running back where the Jets had Michael Carter, right? Like he looked fantastic. And also right. they, Brees Hall is super high in the second. 
The Texans find themselves in the same situation. The fact that Damian Pierce isn't a third down running back, a pass catcher running back, really uh, hurts his value overall. In it PPR limits leagues. his opportunities, right? It does. And even like last week, they increase, his, they increase his usage there, gets 15 carries, gets 69 yards. You know, nothing crazy. You're talking about 6.9 points. That's, a, that's nothing great there. He, but, did, he did have one catch for eight yards. Which is great. Yep. That's, that's, that's solid. One target, one catch, eight yards. <laughs> I just think I'm trying to capitalize right now on the Damian Pierce hype. Now, could this, could this value rise? It could. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have a feeling like Damian Pierce is what Damian, like what we saw this week is kind of in a nutshell what he's going to be, right? It's just a solid running back. Solid job running done. back. He's, he's their best option. How about that? Yes. But from a dynasty fantasy football perspective, like I just don't see long-term love here. It, that's the thing. It, um, he's a guy that's going to need a lot of uh positive game scripts in order to get the rushing totals that he needs in order to be effective from a fantasy standpoint. And this is a team that's going to be a hard out, but I think they're going to be in a lot of negative game strips scripts to your point. So um, it, it is going to be, it's going to be hard for him to find the volume that he needs, I think to be effective. So if you can sell him off his preseason hype, that's finally, you know, after week one up and vanished like a fart in the wind, it's kind of come back, you know, like a, like a bad fart has circled back around and, and now his value has kind of come back to life a little bit. It might be a good time to sell. So, so I, I like this. sell. as of yesterday, here's a couple of trades. I'm in the dynasty GM trade browser where you can see all the most recent trades through sleeper mm. FFPC MFL. All those trades are here in the dynasty GM app. Um, so he went for a 25 first. He went for, uh, I see a trade. These are one QB leagues. Uh, Cream Hunt, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Logan Thomas for J.K. Dobbins, a 23 first Damian Pierce. I don't like those ones. Those are tough to. Yeah. Rashad Penny for Damian Pierce, a 23 second, uh, a 24 first for him. Uh, I mean, I'd do those first. All Jeff day. Wilson, Jahan yeah. Dotson for yeah. Damian Pierce. I would love that trade. What was it? Damian Je- Pierce for Jeff Wilson, Jahan Dotson. Oh, yeah. I would love the Jahan Dotson side. Me too. And Jeff Wilson. So. If you could find a first, and I'd be okay with the 24 first too, because I know, first of all, the 24 class looks pretty solid. Um, and with the 23 draft class hyped so much, up in the running backs, it probably, it might not be easy. You might be able to, I would try to get a 23 first for Damian yeah, Pierce. For that's what, that's what your goal should be, is 23 for sure. But I would settle for a 24 first okay. for Damian Pierce. Um, just because I, I feel like the move is now. Now, I think there's a window here where this window is open for a little while, but I love the, the increased usage this week, so he's my sleeper sell of the week. Okay, I like it, man. All right. How about we hit on one more of these burning questions? You just want to make, knock them both out, and then we'll go down. Let's carry over let's, these other guys. Let's so. do the last one. I think we can carry that 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 one above the last one over to the next run. Okay. Well, there's two. We have three more here. Oh, let's just do the last one, and then we'll do the other ones later. All right, Kyle Pitts. All right. Was Kyle Pitts... The product of overhype or, or better days ahead with only four receptions for 38 yards on 10 targets over two games. Glue factory. He's done. He is done. I think, I think the chances of Arthur Smith being done is greater than Kyle, Kyle Pitts being done personally. Um, so I think that is a, I think there are better days to come with Kyle Pitts. What do you think? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I literally this week I put in multiple offers for Kyle Pitts, hoping there's any kind of dip yeah. whatsoever. And there are very strong offers. I feel like, um, 
And how how did you get responded? Oh, hard nose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like I would too. <laughs> exactly. There's no dip here. I mean, no. there's a lot. Listen, his, his usage has been terrible. Two catches for 19 yards, uh, and and, and these weeks is not good. Drake London seeing all the target share there right now, which is great for Drake London. It yeah, is. It's absolutely. great. He looks absolutely fantastic. But the big positive here for Kyle Pitts is he still has 91% uh, percent route participation, right? Like he's still in there. He's still running routes. He's just not getting the targets right now, which, yes, is it sad? Of course it is. Is it sad that we're seeing guys like Farrell Brown outproduce him in receiving yards? Yeah. Guys like Kobe Parkinson? Yeah. It's not, it's not good. It's not good <laughs> it's not for good. what you invested in for him. But, Tyler Conklin's got him beat, even right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a pretty picture, right? No. But yeah, listen, when when your two year old draws you a picture, it's not pretty. But you're still hanging up. You're still hanging up. Yeah. You're still. You know what? Like, hey, one day this kid might turn to Picasso, <laughs> possibly. Like, I see the potential. It's Nothing to worry about, right? Like, they are gonna have to realize they have to throw the football to Kyle Pitts. He's just too good not to utilize. It, it's pretty crazy, man. Um, or they're going to be looking for jobs. Like I, I do feel like that strongly about it. If they're not getting this guy involved, they're not going to be winning games. And how do you keep your job if you're not winning games? I mean, you have a top five pick that you use at a tight end. You already got a come up a year, thousand yards. Thousand, like literally broke every record possible for a tight end. And yeah. you're not even throwing him to football. Yeah. He's out there in every single play running routes. And, 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 and maybe it takes – for them changing quarterbacks, which shouldn't take long. You know what I mean? Like oh, if, Desmond Ritter is going to get some looks here sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not going to take very long for that to happen. So let me ask you a question then off of Kyle Pitts. Cause okay. again, there's no, we don't need to dig into this. Cause Kyle Pitts is still a stud regard. Like everything he's shown us since college to last year, we know he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter, super flex. Okay. Don't need, don't need a long in depth answer. Just want to know your opinion. What's the most you pay for him right now? Knowing that for him and Malik Willis both are right around the corner from getting opportunities. I think right now I would, I couldn't do more than a first. Would oh. you do more than a first? I wouldn't do a first. I okay. Do a 23 first. Okay. Desmond, would you? I like Desmond Ritter, but I'm not paying 23 first. I think that's, I think that's what you'd have to pay though. Cause I, for the reason that you, you do. Ah, oh, okay. The most I would pay is two seconds. Okay. And even then I feel dirty about, you know what? No, I'm just not buying. <laughs> I'm not buying either, but I'm just saying. I'm not buying. So the most I would pay is a second. One okay. second. One second. That's and 24. it. 24. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2028. I'll give you a second round draft pick. You give me that scrub that might get a chance. I just want to throw it in your lap. Like, say all of a sudden, like, we could get Desmond. Somebody come to you right now. Hey, I'll, I'll sell you Desmond Ritter because he's about to get started soon. Like, it's a super flex league. Like, what are yeah, you paying? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'll give you a second. If I'm a contender, 23 second. If I'm not a contender, uh, 24 second. I just don't think that's going to get it done. Oh, it won't. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm paying. (laughs) Listen, I have no problem telling people what I'll I'll give. You know what I mean? Sure. People, because... I've seen that before. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, people are like, hey, he's worth more. But I'm like, to who? Is is he paying? Is somebody else paying more? Because these players ultimately are only worth what other people in your league are willing to pay. I I, I was was (laughs) going through negotiating safer player, and I was like, He's like, well, he's worth. That's a really good offer. He's worth more than that. I'm like, why? Well, I, I disagree. Yeah. And you're dealing with negotiating with me. <laughs> so my opinion is all that matters. I don't care. You know, like for a guy, like, even like it's like a guy like Jahan Dotson, yeah. right? Like I'm not giving Jahan Dotson. Like I view him very strongly. Um, I agree. And this isn't the trade I'm talking about. 
So if you're listening, you're, I have multiple date deals going here. I don't want. I don't you don't want to torpedo. Like you, you don't want to torpedo your own deals on on uh, on the podcast. Oh, I do that all the time too. <laughs> um, Desmond, I just want to get your uh, opinion on it. Yeah. So I wouldn't get more than a first, and I'm not sure that would get it. You know, I'm not sure a first would get it done. So I don't. I don't know. I well, I'm good. That's fine because we have a lot to cover in the Nerd episode. Right, I mean, we got to talk about Tua. We got to talk about Tom Brady. We got to talk about these rookies. We mm. got to talk about. Oh my gosh, we have so many more notes on here. We'll, we'll, we have a lot of players to talk about. Um, we'll get to what we can. Indeed. It's the greatest part about having two podcasts a week is we got a lot to talk about. We get, we get to hash so, all this stuff out. And remember, if you want to get the second podcast, if you want to get access to our trade finder that we use, the, the league analyzer, and so much more, most importantly, the film room, which is starting to open up here too. We're going to a whole bunch yeah. of all 22 film, all 22 film of your favorite rookies coming in for this 23 class of study with all the best dynasty tools on the market and a bonus podcast. All you got to do is join the nerd, baby. See hey, hey, on the hey. YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, use the promo code football and you'll save 50% <clears throat> off everything we have on the site. Check us out for the price of a cup of coffee. You get a, uh, another podcast that we get to sit here and talk to you about dynasty fantasy football. You get all our tools to help you play the game as well. All for the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, I mean, it's really the best deal in Dynasty Fantasy Bowl right now. If you want to get the edge on your league mates, and that's all you need is the slightest edge in Dynasty on your league mates, that's the way to do it. Use the promo code FOOTBALL, save 15%, and uh, we'll be talking to you next episode. Adios.